the Jags still should find a best player available at 24. I'll show you what two mocks have fallen to the Jaguars. We'll do it in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. You are Locked on Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for joining me, your host, Tony Wiggins, on another episode of Locked On Jaguars, where it's your team every day. And we thank you for making us your first listen reminding you that we're also free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast you will get locked on jaguars and it will not cost you anything that's right it will be free letting you know also that today's show and this episode is brought to you by FanDuel sportsbook official sportsbook of the nfl make every moment more with FanDuel. visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. I also want to take this time to welcome in any new listeners to the podcast. It continues to grow daily and we appreciate you because without you, there is no us. So kick off your shoes, relax your feet. You don't have to ask to make a sandwich or anything. Once you come in your family. All right. So we're going to talk some mock drafts today. Got two of my favorite mock drafts that I'm going to do uh well i'm gonna let you know how they turned out for the jacksonville jaguars i want to focus on the guys around not only the pick but the guys around the pick first is going to be from well it's going to be together i'm gonna tell you who they are peacock and williamson podcast did a mock draft my boy brian peacock and matt williamson you're gonna love and the locked on nfl draft podcast did a mock draft too so we're going to allow you to listen to those or, or to, to, to see those. I'm going to let you know where you can find them both. But we're going to talk about all the players around it because we're talking about finding the best player available. Let's discuss that. What does that mean? The best player available means the guys, when you look at the board, the person that's going to be have the best career in the National Football League. But it has to also fit your needs he also has to fit your personality. So when you talk about best player available, I've been told, and I'm not sure that every team does this, but I've been told that there are two boards. There's a best player available ranking, ranking guys from one to whatever. And then there's another board that's your own board. Now, the reason I was told that this is the way one team used to do it, I don't know if they still do it, but they do it for this reason. If you're a team that runs a 3-4 and you have no use for a six-foot, 220-pound off-the-ball linebacker, right? Well, they call him a will, right? And I know sometimes in alignments in the 3-4s, you find the room for guys that just play football. Levante David, Derek Brooks types, you just they're football players. You just put them out there, off-ball, weak side, 4-3, four, 3-4, three, three, four, it does not matter, right? So guys like that will be best player available, right, on anybody's list. But there are some that are very, very specific. Like if you don't use a box safety, but a guy's a box safety and he's a pretty good football player, but you don't think you can use him, you still leave him on the bigger board but don't have him on your team board. And the reason why you do that, 
because when you look up and you want to figure out who's going to draft who and how many players will fall to your next selection, how many guys you like on your board have a chance to actually get to you, well, then that may be a dude you leave on the other board because, and when you're counting, you actually count him as a player that's going to be taken. And the more players that are going to be taken that aren't on your personal board or don't fit what you need, the better for you. For instance, if the Jaguars were picking fifth, they wouldn't get the fifth best player for them on the board. They'd get a higher player for them on the board because let's just assume that three of the top five players on the board are going to be quarterbacks. Then that should mean if the Jaguars have Trevor Lawrence and aren't in a market for a quarterback, then the Jaguars should be able to get no worse than their third best player on their board. However, when they're trying to figure out who's going to fall to them, they leave up there and count and include the two players that they don't need on their board. We, I hope, I hope we're, I hope we're tracking together here, right? Because if okay, we're picking fifth, but the Bears are here going to take a quarterback and. Texans and the Colts are definitely going to take quarterbacks. And if both of those teams are ahead of them, they can count that those two players that they have no interest in will be going off the board before them, leaving players that they actually want on their board. So now that we understand that part of it, the more players the Jags aren't checking for, they hope more of those guys get taken and selected. It's a rare situation, though, especially in the first round, because generally teams are kind of like checking for all those dudes, right? Some people may have some players that are on certain people's boards in the first round. Some people may have them on their board in the second, right? It, it just works like that. People, teams are yoked differently. Uh, they, you know, folks are yoked differently. They have different ideas of what uh, good players are and what fits them and their personality. So to keep all of that in consideration, what I've decided to do was I wanted to show you two boards, two different ways, and then you guys can go check them out and count the number of players. With the Jaguars picking 24th, I would say that they'll probably get to their – I'd say because I don't think they're going to pick an offensive tackle. They're not going to pick a quarterback. They're not going to pick a running back. They're not going to pick an offensive tackle. Anything else, they're not going to take a center. Anything else might be fair game. I don't think they're going to take an edge rusher early, but you never know. But anything else, I believe, might be fair game. I also don't think they're going to take a linebacker, okay? And I don't think they're going to draft a safety. Regardless of everybody falling in love with that branch kid from Alabama that plays nickel, I don't think the Jaguars are going to take a safety. So that's six, seven positions where I don't think they're going to take a, take a player. I doubt if they take a wide receiver, but it depends on who's there, right? That being said, there are four quarterbacks, I believe, that will be gone before. I'm shocked that Anthony Richardson has made this much ground up, but he has. Shout out to Denny Thompson, too, his, uh, his coach in all season, good friend of mine. Uh, four quarterbacks. There should be one running back off the board. I would say for the tackles, there's three that will probably go before the Jaguars pick. Uh, any centers? I don't think any centers is going to go. Edge rushers, yeah, there are about three or four edge rushers. Let's say three to four edge rushers. 
Linebackers, who are the linebackers that may go? I'll take a look at the mock drafts, but I think there will be at least two. And then safety, I think there will be one. So you're looking at, let's just say I took two linebackers before the 24th pick, which might be a little high. Uh, one safety, I'll say three edge rushers just because the linebackers might be a little bit higher. At six, and you say three offensive tackles, a running back, and four quarterbacks. All right, so that's 14 people at positions where the Jags aren't aren't picking, uh, at positions where the Jags probably aren't checking for in the first round. Doesn't mean they won't have them on their big board because, remember, you have to keep track of where everyone else is leaning towards taking so you'll know who's left for you and how many of your guys are on the board and whether they need to move up or you have the potential to move back because if you get to 24, and let's just say the Jaguars, they get to 24 and there's a – you look up and there's 12 players that they really like at that spot or 12 that they really think that we, we, we get one of them. The Jags could possibly then look to move down and be very happy with whoever they're going to take, whether they can stay in the first round and, and remain uh, intact, uh, keep the 50 option intact for their selection, or they can get up in the second round and they'll lose the 50 option, but they'll be able to get more compensation either in the following year or even in this year's draft of who they could be. But right now, let's just say with these positions that they have no intention of taking anybody like that in the first round, the Jaguars could conceivably say, all right, if 10 guys go at those seven or those seven positions ahead of us, instead of you saying we're picking 24th, then in our mind, we're, we're really picking 14th. They could get the 14th guy on their board because they have no intention of picking any of these other players. And then they have to determine whether or not they want to move up, down, who's going to take who. And that's why you leave players on the board that you're not going to take because you know somebody else is going to take them. So we'll take a look at this. We'll take a look at both drafts and see who the Jaguars ended up with and also who they did not decide that they were going to take. Because whoever you don't pick, you're going to have to play against them, right? And we, and we know that, and we know how that can turn out. So we'll make sure we get through all of that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I got to let you guys know first and foremost, though, about today's sponsor, which is Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, you want to eat healthy, but you don't want to compromise taste. You don't want to be eating cardboard, right? What if I told you you could eat something that has 100% chocolate and it tastes like a candy bar? It tastes as unhealthy as it could be, but it's not because it is absolutely healthy. It's too damn healthy to be this delicious. But here we are. Built Bar is the truth. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered with 100% chocolate, real chocolate. That's right. Real, real chocolate i used to tell you guys to make sure you went on built.com to order your built bars but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club that's right head to your nearest walmart today walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of built bars you can pick up a four bar box of cookies and cream double chocolate or coconut puffs if you're close to a sam's club run in and grab a 13 bar box with our hit flavors brownie batter and churro you can thank me later make sure you check out built bar all right, man, so we're rolling along here on Locked On Jaguars. The first thing we're going to do here is I'm going to look at 
the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. This is with my man Keith Sanchez of Locked On NFL Draft, and you can check his podcast out wherever you get your podcast, and they're on YouTube as well. Very, very good podcast, by the way. And got my boy Dame on there too. All right, so here's where we're going to go. I'm just going to tell you what they did up front, all right? Chicago had the first pick. He traded with the Raiders to number seven, where he took Paris Johnson. So the Bears needed offensive line help, and then the Raiders came up and took Bryce Young at one. C.J. Stroud goes two to Houston. Arizona takes Jalen Carter. Will Levis went number four to the Colts. Christian Gonzalez, it appears, goes – I'm sorry – Will uh, Seattle took Will Anderson and Christian Gonzalez with number six. Not going to bore you with too much stuff that doesn't concern the Jaguars, but right there you have uh, an offensive tackle, a defensive, the defensive tackle, two quarterbacks, a corner, and an edge. So of the first six picks, I would say three of them the Jaguars weren't going to take anyway. So really off of the Jaguars' board, there's only three guys missing. The Jaguars are going to take either one of those quarterbacks and they weren't going to take Paris Johnson either, right? And as you continue to go down, there will be guys going, coming and going off of these boards where the Jaguars don't pick. Now, I'm going to get to the 24th pick. The Jaguars, according to uh, Keith Sanchez of Locked On NFL Draft, the Jaguars did select Cam Smith, and you guys are very familiar with that pick because it's the one I made in my draft, my first mock draft 1.0 for Locked On Jaguars. I chose Cam Smith, the corner out of South Carolina, who slipped a little bit in a lot of people's drafts because he actually had been thought of much higher. But that's this process. In this process, these guys will go back and forth, up and down these boards until they are solidified at the combine. But I like the pick because he's feisty. It reminds me of the same sort of body of a Tyson Campbell. It gives the Jaguars another physical, athletic player to play. I think he's going to probably – if they took him, he would start out in the slot and then eventually work himself outside for his entire career. But he's that kind of, he's that kind of good, and he's a very good player. So I'm going to look around a little bit before the Jaguars pick. So let's go to the Chargers. The Dolphins forfeited their pick at number one. Let's go to the Chargers at 22. Luke Musgrave. Uh oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine the team that gets production from their tight ends, but they get it from a, a, a few people? Luke Musgrave is one of those dudes that I kind of have here for us here at Jacksonville, uh, but he won't be there according to Keith Sanchez of Locked On NFL Draft. Um, they have I have Baltimore going with Zay Flowers, who I don't believe the Jags would take. I know a lot of people have been talking about how interesting that would be. I call him uh, a newer version of Randall Cobb, but the Jags have too many guys like that already, and I don't think that's a good pick for them. John Michael Schmitz uh, for Minnesota. Then you have Cam Smith. After the Jaguars, the Giants take Caillou Blue Kelly, the Cowboys take Keely Ringo. Buffalo takes Brian Branch, the one everybody keeps trying to give to Jacksonville. The Bengals take Jameer Gibbs. That's a little bit of a shocker for me. And the Saints take Derek Hall. Derek Hall, who, by the way, I did a mock draft last night, and he ended up being the Jaguars' second-round pick. 
And in that mock draft I did, I did not include it in my show. I traded Josh Allen, by the way, and then took Derek Hall in the second round. But I took two pass rushers. So that's just me going through all of that. Just to finish it out and round it out, Collegiate Kelly goes to the Eagles and Anton Harrison, the big offensive tackle from Oklahoma, goes to the Chiefs. So to give you an idea, that's what I think Cam Robinson is a very good pick. Uh, because he starts at a position where he, where he stays on the field and can eventually go outside. I like it much better than the Brian Branch selection because the Jaguars have good safety play. And to get Brian Branch, just to say we're going to get Brian Branch, so he's going to come in here and he's going to guard. Uh, I think people think he's just going to guard Travis Kelsey and just stop him. And I, that's a mistake. You don't, you don't put that on one person. I saw Brian Branch get beat out of slot last year by a college guy. So, I warn not to draft guys just based on who you think they're going to stop in the, in, in the NFL. You got to make things make sense. That makes a lot of sense. Keith makes a lot of sense in that mock, and we're going to get to um, the mock by Williamson, Peacock and Williamson, and we'll do that also here in just a second on Locked on Jaguars. I got to let you know about today's sponsor, though. Today's sponsor is FanDuel. That's right, FanDuel, who I am so happy to have an affiliation with, an official affiliation with now here on Locked on Jaguars. And now that football's over, don't worry, man, because the midway point of the NBA season is here and now. It's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars you heard me that's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app it's safe secure and super easy to use then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained that's right FanDuel is the absolute truth man I have never never had a sports book that is as good as FanDuel and you can feel the same way and FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go FanDuel.com slash locked on that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with FanDuel an official sports betting partner of the NBA we thank you for joining us here on Locked On Jaguars. Once again, making us your first listen. We are absolutely appreciative of you and anyone who is new to the podcast. Thank you for joining us as well. Now, Matt Williamson and Brian Peacock, hosts of the Peacock and Williamson. 1.0 out. If you don't know, Matt Williamson is a former NFL scout and Brian Peacock is just a super, super smart dude, right? He's one of the preeminent one of the preeminent guys on um, is Brian Peacock. So we're absolutely grateful to have their mock draft here and be able to tell you exactly what they decided. You can also find the Peacock and Williamson podcast just wherever you get your podcast. 
and uh, they also have a YouTube show as well. Now, make sure you like and subscribe. All right, number one in, in their draft, the Bears did not trade. The Bears kept. The Bears kept Jalen Carter and made Jalen Carter their number one selection. Houston then takes Bryce Young. Arizona took Will Anderson. The Colts take C.J. Stroud. Seahawks for Kyrie Wilson. Ooh. How about Christian Gonzalez? Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback I'm hearing a lot about, goes to Detroit, goes to the Detroit Lions. All right, so we're going to get to the rest of this. We're going to get down here to where the Jaguars make their selection. So I'm going to do this a little differently. I'm going to start at number 21 because there are going to be some people on here that you will remember seeing from the mock draft that I did. And as it turns out, there are about three guys that I chose in my mock draft that are in somebody's first round. So that means I did pretty good. At 21, the Los Angeles Chargers took Jalen Hyatt, who was in the second round for us here on our Jaguars 1.0. So you really like that. Baltimore takes Quentin Johnson. That's two. So now there's a run on the receivers. Oops. At number 23, Minnesota, the Peacock and Williamson podcast, have them taking cornerback out of South Carolina, Cam Smith. So right there, it, we get our we got our legs chopped off, and we don't get our guy here on this draft. Here's the analysis of Cam Smith. Minnesota hired Brian Flores as the new defensive coordinator, going back to his time with the Dolphins. Flores scheme is demanding on corners, a position of concern last year for the Vikings. Okay, so we get here to number 24, and we give you the analysis, and you'll figure out the pick. The analysis says that Evan Ingram had an outstanding season in Jacksonville. He is an upcoming free agent and could get the franchise tag, but Darnell Washington with his outstanding size is a different type of tight end and will give Trevor Lawrence a unique weapon. So imagine having your Chris Manhurts, who starts when you're in 11 personnel, right? But he can pass catch, and he's old, 6'7", 275 pounds. This is exactly what the Peacock and Williamson podcast is giving Jacksonville. Let's round it off. Emmanuel Forbes, a lengthy corner going to the Giants. So the Jaguars are sandwiched by two cornerback selections and a bunch of wide receiver selections because Dallas took Jackson Smith and Jeba here at 26. B. John Robinson, who the Jaguars are not going to take, goes 27th, 28. How about Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah? I know he's going to be on some people's list instead of Darnell Washington. 29 is Lucas Van Ness, the defensive end out of Iowa. Philadelphia took Derek Hall. There he is again. There's a third guy that, the, that, I, that I like for the Jacksonville Jaguars. How about the Chiefs? You talk about the rich getting richer. They take Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State. Whew. John Michael Schmitz goes to Pittsburgh. He's the center out of Minnesota. Man, talk about not getting the guy you want, and then he goes somewhere else. So is Darnell Washington better for the Jaguars than Luke Musgrave? I understand the logic here. The logic is that Musgrave is more similar to um, Evan Ingram, who it looks like the Jags have a lot of interest in re-signing. So to go in a different direction, I get their point. Uh, but they got the Bengals taking Dalton Kincaid. So you got two teams within the conference with quarterbacks that you have to beat. 
Is Trevor Lawrence and Darnell Washington going to end up being better than Patrick Mahomes and Luke Musgrave or Patrick Mahomes and Dalton Kincaid? Those are very, very good questions that you'd have to answer. So build yourself a big board. You see how it goes. Everything doesn't come your way, but you have to build a board and you have to include guys that you aren't going to pick with the hopes of that you knowing that those guys will go off the board and it's like free money. It's like you're getting closer and closer to making your selection. You guys, make sure you tune in every single day here. We'll do some fun mock drafts and free agency stuff for you. We're going to constantly take a look at all of these different angles and different ways the Jaguars can fix their team. But until then, you guys, make sure you take care of each other first and foremost. This is Tony Wiggins with Locked On Jaguars. By the way, I'm gonna, if there's any audio issues, I have some equipment. I'm waiting on the man to knock on the door at any minute, either today or tomorrow, and bring me the new equipment. So we're going to upgrade all of this stuff so you don't have any more hiccups along the way. Until tomorrow, you guys take care of each other and tune in again here on Locked on Jaguars.